What's up, Hyphen Mississippi, Hyphen Around the Nation, and Hyphen Around the World. Welcome back to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Wilbanks. I want to welcome you and everyone else who has decided to join in with me on this podcast. I'm excited to be back with you. I have been battling sickness. I am actually just recovering from the flu. I've never had it in my life that I can remember, and all of a sudden, I just keep getting sick. Anyways, we're going to overcome this together. I'm excited. I just want to talk with you today. I feel like God has been dealing with me, and I want to share that with you, what God has put into my spirit. So again, welcome. Thanks for joining me again this week. So let's cue that intro and have the conversation. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast, Season 2. I'm your host, Matt Wilbanks. I want you to know that I'm grateful that you're here with me. And again, I want to welcome you to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. Let's go. Again, I say what's up, guys, and welcome back to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. I am excited to be back with you. I feel like I, I, I just went to sleep for a few days and just some time passed. Everybody else went on living, but somehow or another, my world just kind of paused, and I and I woke up a few days later. Um, I went to the doctor on Monday. Let's see, today is Thursday. I went to the doctor on Monday. I had been battling sickness all weekend. And, um, and I went to the doctor, I was thinking, man, I just need to get a shot or something to kind of help me get over this because I couldn't seem to kick it. Cause I've been battling it for like a week before. And, uh, when I went in there, like I said, I just went to get a shot and I came back and the doctor said, Hey man, you got the flu. So, um, you're not kicking this very good. And so I ended up having to get some medicine and take a couple of days off of work and try to recover and, and get myself together. And yet here I am. And so I'm, I'm thankful to sort of be back among the land of the living today. I, again, like the past couple of days, I've just been out of it, like disconnected from the world. I stayed in the bed for two days, and uh, and I'm just thankful. I don't do well like that. I don't, I don't, I don't do very good sitting down. And so when I go out, I go out, and I, I don't do well. And so I'm thankful to be back, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent, but I feel like I'm trying to gather myself. So um, thank you. Again, for being with me, I'm excited to be back with you. Again, my head is swimming, but I I believe that God has talked to me, and I, and I don't I don't I don't know how much teaching I'm going to be doing, but more more than that, I think I just want to talk with us today, and I'm just gonna I don't I'm not gonna try to preface any of the way that I give this to you, but I I'm just going to sort of give it to you the way that it came across my mind, and I want to read to you in Deuteronomy chapter number ten. We're going to read verses, just just two verses here. Um, chapter number 10, verse number 1, it says, At that time the Lord said unto me, Hew thee two tables of stone like unto the first. He's talking to Moses. And come up unto me into the mount and make thee an ark of wood. And I will write on the tables the words that were in the first tables, which thou breakest, that thou and thou shalt put them in the ark. And I was reading this and I thought, 
I'm just considering of how all the things that happened. Now, we know the story. The first time Moses goes up, he goes on this long fast. He gets these laws from God. He gets it on these tables of stone. He comes down. The Lord says, hey, you better get down there. And then they go down there, and there's a big party going on. All of a sudden, they've created this calf and, and, and done all kind of crazy stuff. And Moses, in anger, he takes these stones, and he throws them to the ground and just crushes them. And uh, in my mind, I guess I had I had maybe not weighed the significant the significance of what happened in that moment now god gave moses something very powerful in the law he he wrote this down for moses and he gave it to him and moses comes down and in a moment in an angry moment and he had every right to to have this righteous indignation but in that moment he takes what god had given him and he threw it to the ground and destroyed that so not only did 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 Israel have to face this whole big ordeal and have to deal with all this stuff? Moses destroyed what God had given to him. And 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 I've considered and I've weighed that and I've thought, man, how dangerous are my emotions to the laws of God in my life? And I'm stepping on my own toes here because sometimes God 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 does things and he puts laws in my life and 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 I'm good with them until I become emotional. And then when I become emotional, I, 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 I sometimes make the wrong decisions and I say the wrong things. And it could very easily cause me to destroy the law that God has put in my life, in my own life, personally, or, or, or whether it's just black and white and that's the way that it is. Sometimes God will put things in my life and it's not necessarily to do with you. It's more about me and what he re- would require of me. But I thought it I thought I, I thought this scripture was pretty powerful when I went back and looked at it. He said, "I will write on these tables." He's going to do it again. And then he said, um, "the words that were in the first tables which thou breakest and thou shalt put them in the ark." He's saying, "I'm going to write these for you. You're going to take these and you're going to put something in between my law and your emotions." so that you don't destroy this again. And I thought, oh my goodness. He he's creating this 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 buffer system so that his emotions don't are, are not the first thing that reacts to the law of God. It's almost like God is like, look, you 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 don't need to have firsthand, you know, connected to this. You need to have something carrying this for you and then and then then you're on the outside looking in. I'm going to I'm going to make you an ark. And then and then at that very moment when I was reading all this, it made me think back about Moses' life, the very beginning of his life, and we can look back at his life in Exodus chapter number 2, and he's not supposed to be alive. He's supposed to be killed. But the Bible says that they hid him and then and then then his mom made him a basket and it was made with with pitch of uh, with with tar and of pitch. And, 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 and they, they, they put him in this basket. And so Moses now has been protected by a basket. The law of God is now being protected by uh, an ark that God is putting here. And, and if you fast forward to Moses' end of life in Exodus 34, even though Moses made some mistakes and he let his anger get the best of him and he smites the rock instead of speaks to it and, and all this, God still had a plan because he gave him a mountain to go up and to view the promise, even though he was not going to be able to see that and experience it from himself. Because again, he had a little bit of a, a temper, an anger problem here that, that, that there needed to be a buffer for him. And while I was considering all these things, I started to think about 
the, 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 the ark that God created for the law or the basket that was created for Moses or the mountain that God created so that even though Moses was not going to get to see the promise, God was still thinking about, all right, I'm not going to let your failure or, or, or your, your, your problem cause you not to be able to experience something with me. Now, now you might tie my hands, and I might not be able to take you over, but it doesn't mean I'm going to quit on you and I'm going to give up on you where you are. I still love you. I still believe in you. You're still my guy. There are just some things that, that, that are not, they're not emotional. They're just, they're just the way that it is, and, and, and you forced my hand to not let you go. However, I'm still with you, and I'm still going to. It's like God always has a plan no matter what happens. And so I'm thinking about this Moses situation, and it causes me to reflect back to Joseph. And, and, and we can look at Joseph when he started dreaming, and we go from the pit to the prison to the palace all the way to deliverance. Like before you get to the deliverance, though, you got to go through this big burden of bondage and this dark pit or this dry pit and this bondage of prison and you're innocent and you're still all tied up in this stuff and 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 then somehow or another you end up in a palace and then God gives you a voice of reason and and moves from there to a voice of deliverance and you look at you look at the life of David um you you got the bear the lion preparing for Goliath but even Goliath wasn't big enough to prepare him to overcome some greater things which would be some failures and some faults in his life but he would still find a way to recover and finish because God wouldn't give up on him because God always has a plan and I'm looking at this, and, and I'm looking at Moses destroying the law, and I'm looking at, at, at Joseph going through the situation that he went through, and I'm looking at David dealing with the issues that he went through. And it seems like no matter where the character in the Bible stands, it really it seems like no matter what's going on in the picture, it could be it could be Joseph, it could be Moses, it could be David, it could be Joshua, it could be Simon Peter, it could be anybody. And it and, and it and it seems as if though. God always has a plan. He never is prepared to allow you and I to live in failure. He's never going to allow you and I to break down and stay where we are. If we decide to stay down, if we decide not to to climb the mountain even though Israel or the promised land is is not applicable now or or maybe in in David's situation was different as well maybe he dies there maybe he gives up there and he turns into Saul rather than staying true to himself and just realize hey man I made some mistakes because that's what happens sometimes we get in our lives and and, and we make mistakes we go through failures and faults and things of that nature or or there are some things that that we had our hands on and we messed it up and 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 God has said all right you messed this up let me create for you an ark to protect that because I can do what I did before again. I'm powerful enough to do that, but I got to put some restrictions on you. Because you you're too emotional. You 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 need something to keep you in check. And so 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 let me redo some things in your life. Let me fix some things in your life. And if you and I are spiritual enough, and if you and I will be real enough to say, "Okay, God, you're great enough. I just got to let you be this great." God will always have a plan. I've, I've not seen any scripture that would show me that anybody who, who, who made a mistake or anybody who, who took a left instead of right or went down instead of up or whatever you say, um, in the Bible where God, God said, you know what, I don't think we're going to go any further than this. God's like, no, I can restore, I can repair, I can redeem. But the question is, do you realize 
that I always have a plan. He is a he he's a great architect. And I and I'm and I'm blown away by this concept because like when I'm thinking about Moses and Joseph and David and all these stories, and then I go back and I'm thinking like it's not just the personal lives. It's, 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 it's the lives like sometimes I'll just tell you, here's the strategy. You're going to march, march around Jericho quietly. Don't do anything. Just march around. And then there are other times that I'll get you so in the heat of battle that we'll stop the sun and we'll just fight until we ain't, we ain't got nobody else to fight. The strategies, there have been so many strategies that God has come up with to go into battle, and you can read them and be blown away throughout the Old Testament. You can read about battle plans and things of that nature where where they would just come through, and you're you're so blown away. And and that goes all the way into the New Testament. When When you're reading stories and you're thinking, man, who could have drawn that up like that? How could that be possible that those things could come together? And I even look into my life now and I look at certain situations and I'm thinking, how could all that come together? And the answer to that question is God always has a plan. He always has a plan. His plan is to see me and to see you succeed through him. And that plan might be pretty. That plan might have to get dirty. That plan might be whatever it needs to be. But God always has a plan always and it's so incredible to me because not only have I seen him do it in the book not only have I seen him do it in the lives of the of the bible characters that I've just mentioned in 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 the stories that we've talked about but I've seen him do it in my own life I've seen him do it in in different stages of my own life come into my life and say hey I got a plan for this hey you don't know how this is going to work out but I got a plan for this you don't know how this is going to come together for your family but I got a plan for this you don't know how this ministry is going to work out I have a plan for this and no there has never been a time where God did not come in for me and prove to me himself and how powerful he still is to this day and show me that he always has a plan now, what am I? What 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 is all this together? Well, I, I want to tell you, all this together is to tell. Let me tell you that regardless of where you find yourself, regardless of of if you're up or down, or or or, or there's a struggle, or or there's a circumstance, or there's a situation, or whatever, we don't always know what to do. Half the time, we don't know what to do, and even when we think we do, most of the time, that don't work out the way we want it to. So what's, what's the end game here? The end game is no matter what my plan is, God always has a plan. Always. God is so powerful and so wonderful. And he amazes me so much because he is never left wondering what he's going to do about the situation. He always has a plan so my advice to you hyphen my advice to you anyone else who has decided to give me their ear allow God to work his plan out in your life because he's always got a plan and he always knows what he's doing so just trust him God's gonna work it out he's gonna work it out it's gonna be okay everything's gonna be good the the, the skies are gonna turn blue the sun's gonna come out He's coming back for his people. He's never failed, and he's not going to start today. God has a plan. I'm praying for you. I believe in you, and I love you. God has a plan. Love you guys. See you next time.